0: When you want an easy way to feel like a chef in your own home, try Blue Apron's 2 and 4 serving menu plans. so you're always cooking something new and enjoying fresh seasonal ingredients. Choose from an ever-changing mix of premium recipes, chef favorites, family-friendly options, WW Recommended, and more. Get $130 off across your first six orders, plus your first order ships free when you visit BlueApron.com slash Blue Culinary. From Belly Up Sports and the Belly Up Podcast Network, you're listening to the Sports Stove Podcast with your host, Vince Stover.
1: Welcome in to today's edition of the Sports Stove Podcast. We are live and today joining me in studio is my dad, Dale Stover, back with us again. Dad, welcome to the studio.
2: Good to be here (laughs) to get a chance to visit the Sports Stove Studio. Not everyone gets that opportunity, so I'm excited.
1: (laughs) That is very true. You are the first person uh, into the studios here at Sports Stove. So, well, congratulations. I know you uh, feel very special uh, being to do so. Today's episode is brought to you by Blue Coolers. And I'm actually right now putting in the comment sections of the videos the link for the Blue Coolers where you can go and get yourself a brand new cooler. Uh, it is up on Facebook and YouTube. The link is, but uh, nonetheless, Blue Coolers offers you the uh, the next best thing in your life, and Blue Coolers gives you that opportunity to get a quality cooler uh, that competes with the top brands out there. And uh, for a fraction of the price. So make sure you go to Blue Coolers. Use the link that we've posted for you. We'll also put them in the podcast notes. And uh, there you can uh, get yourself your next cooler. uh, Get you ready for fishing, camping, um, ball games, whatever you're going to need uh, a cooler. Wherever you're going to need a cooler at, you can use Blue Coolers. And uh, by using that link, you support our show as well, we are going through the NFL draft. We've been previewing. Uh, we've already done picks one through sixteen. Tonight we're doing picks seventeen uh, through twenty-five. I believe it is. We're going to do an extra team, extra pick today because next week, our next episode, we will be covering as well as the rest of the picks. The three teams who do not have a first-round draft pick will be covering those as well. So we're starting with the Las Vegas Raiders today. Uh, you know, I've been looking, Dad, I still don't, I cannot believe that San Francisco is going to take Mac Jones at number three. Now, I originally said um, I had him down for uh, Trey Lance, but I don't know if it's Trey Lance. I don't know if it's Justin Fields. I just can't believe that they would give up three first round draft picks for Mac Jones of all people. So do you think San Francisco's taking Mac Jones? because that's what everybody's saying is going to happen. Right. Or do you think that's a smokescreen?
2: I, I would think it's a smokescreen. Um, the only thing that would make it legitimate is if they really want Matt Jones and they know that New England's going to go up to get him if they don't. Um, so they've secured that spot. But I wouldn't think Matt Jones, compared to the other guys, um, especially fields, but, you know, same way uh, with all of them. They're Trey Lance. Um, there, there's a lot of choices. Um, and, you know, we forget everybody's talking about the top four or five quarterbacks. I saw a lot this week about there's a lot of other good quarterbacks, uh, people that are going to be taken on the second day that have um, – have potential and of course over the years those have been developed Russell Wilson to be one of them and others.
1: Dak Prescott.
2: So yeah Yeah. there's a lot of uh, you know it seems like it's a heavy quarterback draft in a lot of ways so um, there may not be the rush to get to the front that we think there's going to be at least not for quarterbacks.
1: Well you mentioned New England that's another another team that Everybody's saying, oh, New England's going to go up. New England's going to go up. And that's not what they do. They don't, they don't right. go up. Now, they might move up two or three spots, um, but to move up from 15 all the way up to four, five, seven, whatever, that just doesn't seem to fit what Bill Belichick does. No. That would surprise me. But, like I said, if they move up two or three spots, that makes more sense to me if a quarterback slides, whether it be Mac Jones from Alabama or Justin Fields. People have him sliding as well, so who knows? Uh, exactly who it will be. Um, my official mock draft will come out after we do uh, all through, I'll go through all the picks, but I, I'm really struggling for who I'm going to pick for San Francisco because I just I cannot believe it's going to be Matt Jones uh, no. there. Uh, let's see here. Any other teams? I'm trying to remember, of course, we talked about the Sam Darnold trade last week. Denver is an interesting one. Will they trade up? Uh, you mentioned up to seven would be a good spot uh, where Detroit is. Um, we'll see, it guess a lot of that depends on who, who goes number three and then who goes number four. A lot of that plays into that as well.
2: And a lot of it will have to do with the tight end because there's been a lot of talk this week about, he's a guy that you're generational, you can't pass up. Yeah. So is somebody going to go up and get him or somebody that doesn't look like that's who they would take position wise. Will they take him? Yeah. I mean, if Kyle Pitts makes
1: it past Miami at six, I'd be shocked. <laughs> uh, you got him at four, possibility at Atlanta at five, a possibility at Cincinnati, and then at six, uh, my um, excuse me at Cincinnati, and then yeah, Miami at number six. You know who knows? Um, I was listening back to the episode last week. I gave uh, uh, um, now I'm forgetting his name, Micah Parsons. The two different teams, <laughs> yeah. he can only go once. But uh, nonetheless, we won't talk about him. Uh, today, So we are on to pick number 17, which is the Las Vegas Raiders. Uh, Las Vegas, brand new stadium uh, last year. John Gruden, the head coach, Greg Olson, the offensive coordinator, Gus Bradley, the defensive coordinator. They lose Nelson Aguilar, Gabe Jackson, um, Rodney Hudson, two interior linemen, and Trent Brown, a tackle. They lose three starting offensive Linemen. They do bring in uh, a center in Nick Martin. They have got uh, they bring in Yannick Ngakwe and Kenyon Drake running back uh, to pair with Jacobs. They've got needs on the O-line, the D-line, linebacker positions, uh, free safety as well are all needs for Las Vegas. But they, they kind of sit in an interesting spot here where I think at this point in the draft, you're looking at best player available still to this point I've got a uh, best available at the moment Christian Derisaw the tackle Christian Barmore the defensive lineman uh, Jeremiah Owusu Karamoa and Jamin Davis the linebackers and then Trevon Morig the safety uh, what are your thoughts on the Vegas Raiders
2: um, their biggest need would be offensive line and again you know there's three or four high-rated tackles and or offensive linemen. Um, so it depends. If one of them comes down, that would make sense for the Raiders. Again, when you're dealing with the Raiders, you just don't know. It uh, wouldn't surprise me if a really good defensive guy slides again. Parsons, someone like that. And, again, there's a, I've heard a lot of speculation that the safety may be the best pure defensive player in the draft, and that'd be the type of guy Gruden would go get too. So they obviously could use help on the defense. Offensive line is their biggest need, um, so offensive line would, would would make sense, especially unless one you know unless they have a guy ranked the highest and he's gone, because again you know it's easy for us to say well three or four tackles any of those would be good. That's probably not how most teams break it down.
1: Yeah, and, yeah, you're right, and they could find someone they like. And the Raiders are one of the most interesting teams because you don't know what they're going to do, what they're thinking. They've they've taken kind of some weird draft picks um, recently in recent years and stuff like that as well. Uh, Vera Tucker, I didn't mention him earlier, uh, is a possibility uh, there as well. You've got other offensive linemen um, – Zavia, uh no, not, no, he's a linebacker. Um, Tevin Jenkins uh, from Pierce. Oklahoma State uh, in there as well. So, some different things uh, there. Wide receiver is a small need. They went, they went rigs last year.
0: This holiday season, Lexus wants you to remember. It's not just the thought that counts. It's your thought. Because no matter how much time you spend picking out the perfect gift, the only thing they'll really care about – is that it's from you. Here's to experiences they'll continue to cherish. Season after season, make this December one to remember. Together, click the banner to discover more. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer.
1: So I don't think they'll go there in the first round, but I would say Las Vegas is the hardest team to know what's happening just because of everything. They usually are reaching at this point for someone So if there's someone that they like, you know, I think it makes sense for them to go with somebody like Awusa Karamoa. Um, Maybe Jamin Davis, I think it's a little high for him, the linebacker out of Kentucky. A lot of people are raving over and Kentucky linebackers have had a lot of success recently uh, in in the NFL, even going down to uh, Josh Allen, who's technically a defensive end in Jacksonville but uh, really a linebacker, rush edge kind of guy. But then guys like Bud Dupree, who just got a big contract with uh, with Tennessee. You've got Zadarius Smith in Green Bay as well. Uh, so definitely some guys there uh, uh, making themselves known from Kentucky. Uh, I don't know who I'm going to go with. I, I'm actually not going to make a pick here, so I don't end up giving the same people to multiple people this time. Um, I'm not sure who where they go. Um, offensive line makes sense. I think it's a little high for Darisol, Not not too high. Um, and I like Darisol personally better out of the what's available on the offensive line when it comes to the tackle at the very least uh, there as well. But no clue where they go.
2: And Vegas is probably still in a spot where if somebody slides and somebody wants to dra- trade up, mm-hmm. and that would fit with the Raiders' persona. Yeah. Um, dropping down just a couple picks, you know, somebody that just needs to go up two or three spots to get who they want. Yeah. Um, but will give the Raiders what they need. The Raiders are probably in a spot, good spot for that.
1: Yeah, and you could be at a spot here where a cornerback's on the board possibly um, and sliding as well, so definitely some possibilities there. Uh, the number 18 pick is Miami Dolphins. They pick at number six. Uh, we had them, or I had them going, uh, Penney Sewell, the offensive lineman, uh, there in the early part of the draft, which leaves them now in need of a wide receiver, uh, Kadarius Toney, Terrace Marshall, all available. Rashad Bateman's an interesting name that I've heard climbing some boards. They also need some rushers, Quiddie Pay and Jalen Phillips are guys to watch there. I think Jalen Phillips is a good fit in Miami. He went to school at Miami. He's an edge rusher. He provides them some uh, dynamic ability there on the outside rush as well. So that's kind of where I think Miami might lean here. Now, you know, there's a very good chance they go – playmaker on the first pick uh, being one of the receivers or whatever it may be. And so that would obviously change what they're looking at here at 18. But we won't spend a lot of time on the Dolphins there. If they come away with uh, a top offensive lineman or a top pass catcher in the first pick, and then on the second pick, they can come away with the top defensive edge rusher and quitty payer or Jalen Phillips, that'd be a pretty good first round pick, I'd say, for for the Dolphins.
2: Yeah, it, it would be um... – an interesting thing with the Dolphins, though, you see on their list of needs is a running back, um, which this would make sense if they're interested in the running back uh, from Alabama, That would Miami drop back? In other words, mm, uh, yeah. would they drop back again? Because they probably don't need to take him that high. No. They can drop three or four picks, pick up even more picks uh, or a player or whatever. Um, basically, though, they're in a spot. They need to take the best player available. They need good football players. I think they'll take a wide receiver on the first pick. So, um, again, if an offensive lineman is there, like you mentioned, the defensive guys, um, I, they're one of a couple teams that, when I mean, they're a second pick in the first round, it needs to be best player available.
1: Yeah, yeah and, and I think they will go pass catcher. When I do my official mock draft, it'll probably be pass catcher. There for Miami at number six as well. Uh, Pick number 19 goes to the Washington football team. Uh, Second year under Ron Rivera, Scott Turner, Jack Del Rio. They lose Ronald Darby, but they bring in William Jackson. They also bring in wide receiver Curtis Samuel. So they've got a pretty solid wide receiver core right now, Curtis Samuel and scary Terry McLaren uh, there as well. They need a quarterback, no doubt about it. Outside linebacker, inside linebacker safety or all needs at Washington. There's not a quarterback here at number 19. They could trade up possibly and get somebody. There's not going to be one at 19, I don't think, at the very least uh, here as well. I think this is a great landing spot for Jamin Davis from uh, Kentucky. He's a very athletic linebacker. He provides some help for them on the inside linebacker position. They've got a solid defense already, and you can put in uh, a great guy there to play with them Trevon Morig uh, as well Morig the safety is, is definitely a possibility here and then uh, I think I think you're looking defense though with this first pick for Washington Jeremiah Owusu Karamoa if he's still there's definitely an option as well uh, but I think you're looking defense and really that middle of the defense whether it be safety help or linebacker uh, help there as well any thoughts on Washington?
2: Um, I think that makes sense. A linebacker, I've seen several mock drafts um, this week that does have them taking an offensive lineman. I think, again, that'll have to do with do they, um, you know, does somebody that they have ranked really high drop. Uh, they're in a spot where they need a great offensive lineman, but I think defense probably makes sense. Like I said, they need a quarterback, but at this pick, they can probably get what they need in the second or third round Um Potentially um, somebody that could be good and develop, um, but that's kind of what they're banking on now. So I'm not sure.
1: Yeah, that, <laughs> what they're thinking. Their quarterback situation's weird as all get out right now. Ryan Fitzpatrick signs uh, there. They've got the guy left over hein- Heineke or whatever his name is from last year there as well. They, they, I mean, I think they're a quarterback away from being a legit contender, and they did not address address that this offseason. You still got. Teddy Bridgewater, who's going to be available. I don't know that Carolina would trade him in the division, but Carolina and Washington have made trades before. So, uh, you know, not in the same division, excuse me. Uh, Ron Rivera, the previous coach, but he wasn't there with Teddy Bridgewater. So all these different things come into place. Uh, there's not a lot of other veteran quarterbacks out there, and maybe one will be available after the draft, but i uh, not really sure where that lands uh, uh, Washington, an interesting team. They can get better for sure at this pick, but it's not going to be what they need to take take that next step, I don't think, because it won't be a quarterback. Uh, pick number 20 is the Bears, and uh, all we know is that no matter what the Bears do, they'll still stink. Uh, Matt Nagy, the head coach, Bill Lazor, uh, the offensive coordinator, Sean Desai, the defensive coordinator, they lost their edge rusher, Roy Robertson-Harris. They bring in the Red Rifle, Andy Dalton, uh, to play quarterback. They've got needs on the offensive line. Some say quarterback, cornerback, safety, defensive line, all needs for Chicago and what is a make-or-break season for Jim Nagy uh, there, uh, Matt Nagy, excuse me, uh, there as head coach. Now, I find some interesting cornerbacks here. Might be a reach, Asante Samuel, Kelvin ja- Joseph uh, will be available at this point. Christian Barrymore from uh, Alabama, the uh, defensive lineman Vera Tucker might still be available here. Darius Shaw, the 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 tackle, uh, available as well. But I think they're going Travon MoRig, the safety. Think he's the best player available on the board at twenty, and uh, and they keep him. I think he's from Northwestern, if I remember correct. So he would stay in town uh, there in Chicago as well. What are your thoughts on the Bears draft here in the first round?
2: Um, I mean, it's always hard to figure the Bears out uh, a little bit. <laughs> Um, You know, there's still, I guess, speculation they could move up to get a quarterback depending on who they want and uh, what the opportunity is. Um, But uh, I think if not, then I think defense is probably where they'll go. Um, You know, they may need offensive line, but again, I think defense would be where they go. Um, Could be linebacker. And again, you know, we've talked about a couple good, there's two or three good linebackers so are they going to go early or somebody going to go up and get one or are they going to they slide? Um, again, I don't know that the Bears have a history of best player available. It seems like they kind of target a position, um, and um, I think that's what they'll do,
1: they'll do here. Well, they got Roquan Smith a couple years ago out of Georgia, and I was so sad to see Roquan Smith go to Chicago because I loved Roquan Smith uh, there, and I've heard him and trade trade things as well. I was thinking about their wide receiver group. They've got Allen Robinson, uh, but they don't have uh, really anybody else at wide receiver. Anthony Miller, you could argue, is serviceable. But outside of that, there really isn't anybody at wide receiver for them. You're going to have some guys available like Kadarius Toney from Florida, Terrace Marshall um, as well available at this point. But I think defense makes the most sense, and is probably the best player available at the board right now. Uh, depending on what you how you rate them. I think Trevon Moerig makes sense in Chicago uh, there as well. Um, Indianapolis Colts come in at number 21 in the draft. Uh, Frank Reich, the head coach. Marcus Brady, the offensive coordinator. Matt Eberflus, defensive coordinator. No major losses for Indianapolis. They do bring in quarterback Carson Wentz this year. They've got some small needs at wide receiver. Offensive line, cornerback, inside linebacker, safety, and edge rusher are all needs here for Indianapolis. Um, Indianapolis, I think, improved with Carson Wentz coming in as quarterback. Uh, Phillip Rivers was okay last year, but uh, obviously not what they needed. So what what do you think about Indianapolis here in this draft? Uh,
2: I think offensive line makes the most sense for them or what they have. They have a strong defense. Um, again, we're right, I think. Uh, to be a little bit of best player available. I think if a really good defensive guy slides, they would have to look at him if there's not an offensive lineman, if they think they're reaching for an offensive lineman. But offensive line, I think, um, makes the most sense. I've seen it listed as tight end. Again, we think, obviously, the good tight end would be gone uh, by now. But, again, depends on how they have tight end rank. Um and you know, could be wide receiver, but I, I offensive line makes the most sense.
1: Yeah, and that's what I think. Christian Darisaw, I think, is the best best one on the board right now. Tevin Jenkins would be there as well, but I think Darisaw is the right pick for Indy if he's still there for them. Now, Darisaw could go before there. The Bears uh, definitely in need. Uh, the Dolphins could improve there as well. Maybe the Raiders, but I think the Colts that that spot fits the best for Christian Darisaw. Uh, there as well. Um, guys like Jalen Phillips, if he's on the board, Edge Russell, Aven Collins, uh, outside linebacker uh, from Tulsa, a possibility as well. But I like Darius Shaw there for Indianapolis. Uh, Tennessee Titans follow their division rivals in the Colts. They're pick number 22 on the board. Here at the Container Store, we believe you shouldn't be limited to just one happy place. Your home should be full
0: of them. That's why we're giving you 30% off every custom alpha space. From closets and pantries to playrooms, offices, and garages, you can transform any area with Alpha and save 30%. Here's another happy thought. Our design specialists will design your space for free. Get ready to discover your new happy place at the Container Store. Visit us in-store or online to get started with a free design.
1: They've got Mike Vrabel as the head coach. Todd Downing steps in as offensive coordinator. Shane Bowen, defensive coordinator. They lose Jonu Smith, Corey Davis, Desmond King. They they bring in Bud Dupree at linebacker. They still have needs on the offensive line, tied in, defensive line, cornerback, and edge rusher are all needs here. I'm leaning defense again with Tennessee and really leaning cornerback, but what are your thoughts with the Titans?
2: Um well, I I think obviously defense would make some sense. Uh, offensive line, you know, they had the bust last year, and they really need offensive linemen. I mean, Tannehill surprised me, surprised a lot of people, um, and I they have some potential. They did lose what some wide receivers or a wide receiver yeah. there. Um, so again, I think depending on how they have wide receiver ranked, they're going to have. The second tier of wide receivers, they may have the pick of them, um, so that may be where they want to go again. You never want to pass up a really good cornerback, so is one of those guys going to slide? Again, um, you know, John Robinson, I, 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 I don't know how solid that whole organization <laughs> is with evaluating talent and everything from there. So um, it'll be very interesting to see uh what they do but um offensive line you know wide receiver i think could be a couple to look at
1: yeah i agree wide receiver is interesting because once you get past that first tier of guys the second tier it's just going to be who you like better because you've got a bunch of guys there but to figure out which one you like the best and can you wait till the second round to get one of those because you've got a lot of guys i mean what is there six guys maybe in that second tier uh, there, I'm trying to think. You got the uh, um, the, the guys we've already mentioned from Florida. Uh, Kadarius Tony. You've got Terrace Marshall. You've got uh, Bat- Bateman. Bateman. You've got um, the guy from Purdue, Rondell, yes, Moore, Rondell Moore, as well. Tutu Atwell from Louisville is probably a second day pick, but uh, you've got some options there when it comes to wide receiver.
2: Two from what I understand after the first three wide receivers, then it gets a little more specialized. Mm -hmm. You know, do you want size? Does it not matter if they're not tall? Um, There's apparently some slot guys that, you know, would play better inside. I I heard a GM say that when it comes to the wide receivers, um, it depends what you're looking for after there's, you know, two, maybe three that can play anywhere um uh, apart from that you're, you he said I heard a GM say you know, basically with the wide receiver group it's going to be what you need
1: yeah yeah you're right cuz Tony Marshall and Bateman are all a little bit more traditional receiver types uh but your other guys like uh, Rondell Moore and Atwell are you going to be your 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 short fast can do running back can do trick plays uh being compared more to um Uh, The Cheetah and Tyreek Hill in Kansas City as well. So definitely uh, a lot of information there is available uh, uh, for the teams to figure out who they like best and where they like. I like Asante Samuel or Kelvin Joseph here for the Titans at cornerback. It may be a little bit of a reach. And if you got some of these top defensive ends on the board, the Pay or Jalen Phillips, that might be the smarter way to go, a little bit less of a reach there as well. But Titans have a huge need at cornerback. Um, and maybe they'll try to wait till the second round to fill it. Uh, That brings us to pick number 23. The New York Jets will be back on the clock here. Originally, the Seahawks draft pick, they've got needs. The Jets do, of course, uh, we believe they're going with Wilson with their second overall pick. They're at quarterback, so they'll still have needs at wide receiver, even though they bring in Corey Davis. Uh, Tight end is a need. Linebacker, offensive line, a need as well. Robert Salaw, the head coach. Mike LaFleur, offensive coordinator, Jeff Ubrich, defensive coordinator. If Vera Tucker is still on the board here. It makes, I think, a lot of sense for them to fill a need on the offensive line. Um, but you get one of those you know, top-of-the-second-tier receivers available, too. Um, I've got both Tony and Bateman as options for the Jets here. What are your thoughts with the second pick for the newer Jets? I
2: think the Jets need to do a little bit like we talked about Miami. They really need to go best player available. They have enough knees in all the spots that they need. And again, they're at a spot here where they can still get a really good first round um, football player. And at this point, something's going to slide. You know, we know there's always a run. (laughs) Will it be a run on edge rushers? Will there be a run on cornerbacks? Will there be a run on linemen, uh, offensive linemen? If not, then, um, you know, one of those, there'll be a run somewhere and then one of those positions are going to slide uh, and they just need the best player uh, available, yeah. and need a, need need a good football player because they've got more good draft picks coming too.
1: Yeah, and you got all these guys coming over from San Francisco, um, following the Mike Shanahan uh, setup, and, and very patient, I believe, very smart. Um, they 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 choose people who they believe that they can use best, and we are seeing that when you talk about Shanahan talking about Kirk Cousins all the time, the possibility of Mac Jones. It's not just we think this guy is great. It's We know this guy fits our system and can do something special within our system. So I believe the Jets will be pretty special in that as well, uh, following through and 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 getting people that they can plug in immediately and play. And whether it be a top interior lineman like Vera Tucker, whether it be one of the second-tier receivers that's top of that that list, or whatever it may be, I think the Jets will make smart moves here this year, which you can't always say about the Jets, but I think this year things are starting to change for them. Pick number 24 is the Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, They bring back Mike Tomlin as head coach. Matt Canada, the offensive coordinator, Keith Butler, defensive coordinator. They lose Bud Dupree. They lose offensive lineman Matt Filer and cornerback Mike Hilton as well. No major additions. Juju Smith-Schuster did resign. He's coming back. Uh, as well they have needs on the offensive line uh, they need a quarterback of the future that's not available here they need a cornerback and they need a running back as well I believe this is the first legit chance of a running back going in the first round um, the Steelers right now they're starting running back is Benny Snell and Benny Snell had a fine college career at Kentucky but he, in the NFL thus far it's not been great it's not been horrible it's not been great either and so when you're talking about the the pick of the litter, When it comes to running back right here, Najee Harris from Alabama, Travis Etienne from Clemson, and Javante Williams from North Carolina. Uh, To me, I think this is the most legit spot for a running back to go in the first round uh, right here with Pittsburgh. And right now, the over-under on running backs in the first round is one and a half, meaning one (laughs) in the first round uh, as well. And so it's pick 24 that that time for a running back or, or somewhere else for Pittsburgh?
2: Um, I, again, it'll depend a little bit who slide. I think running back makes sense. Uh, but I think Pittsburgh's going to look at defense. Uh, I think you're going to have a good defensive player here and they're not going to pass that up. Um, I've seen even some names that, you know, may not be as high on some boards, the uh, linebacker for Penn state, some others, you know, that they could be looking at again, depending on if one of the edge guys, uh, slide, if the safety slides, Um, Pittsburgh, I think, could be poised. They could use an offensive lineman, Mm -hmm. but you don't think one of the good ones maybe are going to come down that far uh, so they could do something in the second round with them. Um, But I I think when you're looking at edge rusher, linebacker, uh, things like that, probably is where they'll go. You're right, though. Running back, they have a need. um, And... If they've got, you know, if it's a can't miss guy, which you know, lately it's been well, you don't need a running back right away, and then the people that take them have magnificent success. So, um, you know, Pittsburgh could definitely use one, they have the wide receiver, they got the quarterback for another year. Um, it'd be interesting. Well, that's
1: the thing with Pittsburgh, it's 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 win now yeah. because Roethlisberger. You know, is he going to be good this year? I'm not real sure that I'm sold yeah. on it. But nonetheless, you've got Roethlisberger that's back. So this first pick has to be someone that's going to contribute right away for them. And that's why I think running back makes sense because they will contribute. I'm. I, this is the first time I'm going on record saying this. I think Javante Williams is the first running back off the board from North Carolina. Uh, last year, I was all in on Jonathan Taylor from Wisconsin. And uh, and and this year, that's where I am with Williams as well. I think Najee Harris will have a fine NFL career. I think ETN will have a fine NFL career, but I think Javante Williams goes first off the board uh, at running back, and I think Pittsburgh might be it. Cornerback is definitely an option. Kelvin Joseph, I've got there as well as a possibility. Uh, but you're right. If someone slips, my goodness, if Micah Parsons somehow slips down to here, you you better believe they're taking him uh, there for sure. But. Definitely some good options there for Pittsburgh at 25, or 24. Excuse me. Our last pick of this episode will be the second pick of the evening for the Jacksonville Jaguars. They picked number one overall, uh, and that one is is without question going to be quarterback Trevor Lawrence out of Clemson. The Jaguars here picking uh, this is the, the pick that they got from the Rams in the Jalen Ramsey trade. They've got new head coach, Urban Meyer. they got Daryl Bevel at offensive coordinator and Joe Coulin at defensive coordinator. Several different spots here they could go. Uh, they, I mean, pretty much anywhere on the board is definitely an option for them. This is the first spot that I have. Uh, Pat Meyer, My- Friermuth, <laughs> the tight end from Penn State as a possibility. Uh, maybe a second tight end in the first round. I wouldn't do that if I was Jacksonville, but I think it's a possibility. Running backs again, a possibility with Jacksonville as uh, they've got they had great success last year with their rookie, uh, but still some need there for depth. Um, ultimately, I think they go playmaker. I think Rondell Moore makes a lot of sense here from Purdue. Uh, he is very short, five seven, um, lots of ability. There's a bit a lot made that. His biggest college game was against Urban Meyer in Ohio State uh, his freshman year, um, and and everyone says that's a game that Urban Meyer will not be able to forget as Purdue upset Ohio State. Um, I don't think that's why they pick Rondell Moore, but he is a playmaker that you can – put in the backfield at running back some, as well as add to the receiving core. And I like the receiving core in Jacksonville. Uh, but just another weapon for Trevor Lawrence to play with. What are your thoughts, Jacksonville, on, a, on another pick?
2: I think definitely, of course, one thing about Jacksonville is they're going to pick first in the next round. Mm-hmm. And I think they have several picks coming up in the first couple rounds. So they are one that can address needs a little bit later. I think it makes sense to get something for Trevor Lawrence, whether it's a wide receiver whether again, maybe one of the good offensive linemen slide. Um, but I think, you you know, you need, they need to give, give him something, you know, as far as a playmaker things to help them on offense. So I would think offense makes sense, um, on this one. And then they have other, again, you know, we think the good (laughs) tackles may all be gone, but you don't know that. Um, And, um, you know, there's going to be a couple of players. We've talked about Micah Parsons. I don't think he'll slide far because I think someone will go up to get him. Um, But you got him and you got the safety that um, and even a little bit, you know, the tight end in the first round, where's he going to go? And that's going to affect some different things because if someone trades up to get him, then all of a sudden the team that's down here in the middle, they have different needs. So,
1: yeah. And you're at that point now, too, where you're looking at, People trying to trade up some more. Jacksonville already has the one pick. If they can add another, you know, if they can drop three spots down to New Orleans, maybe, and New Orleans moving up to get somebody they like. Green Bay there at 29. Also possibility to move up and get someone they like. Um, Buffalo right there as well. So there's, there's definitely some interesting options here. And if Jacksonville can move back three or four spots, and pick up more second-round second, second round picks or whatever it may be. It's, it's an interesting possibility there for sure. Our next NFL preview draft preview episode, we are going to wrap up the uh, preview of the picks. We will start off with Cleveland, Baltimore, New Orleans, Green Bay, Buffalo, Kansas City, and Tampa. And then we'll also talk about the three teams that do not have a first-round pick, the Rams, the Seahawks, and the Texans as well uh, in there in the last preview episode. Once we get closer to the NFL season, we'll be doing over-under win totals. Uh, Of course, we'll break down all the divisions and everything, but all that will change right now after the draft happens as far as what people will assume is going to happen in the season. Because who knows what will happen with draft picks? Who knows what will happen with trades? Um, Will Deshaun Watson play at all this season? (laughs) All that kind of stuff can move around and change a lot of things. Uh, for sure. And, and you know, I think Washington, we talked about him earlier, but the possibility of them going out and getting a quarterback that's not in the draft. When you talk about guys like Deshaun Watson, that you know, he might get suspended or miss four, six, eight games this season, um, but you might be able to get him at a reasonable price. Russell Wilson, I think he's set in Seattle, but there was a lot of talk earlier about Russell Wilson getting traded. So, you know, Washington, if they could make a move and acquire one of the veteran top-tier quarterbacks in the NFL – there's definitely a possibility that could happen on, on day one of the
2: draft. Well, I think it'll be a very interesting draft. Uh, round one, probably more interesting than it has been because it's going to be uh, up in the air. And one thing, you know, we a couple things we talked early about Jacksonville, Urban Meyer, new to the NFL. Mm-hmm. So you don't know what direction they're going to go. Usually in the first round, somebody does something that nobody expects. Back in the day, it was always the Cardinals. The Cardinals came up, you had no idea you know, what they were going to do. Um, You'd mentioned last week for me to check with my Eagles insider, which I did. Um, He was a Carson Wentz guy. So he is not a big Eagles fan at this point. Uh, He said he'd like to see them turn it around. But, um, you know, he said he'd be watching Colts games. But he, (laughs) um, he said that the GM for Philadelphia does not have a good record in drafts. No. So he said, I, my guess is they're going to take somebody you've never heard of. <laughs> so they look like they're smarter than everybody else. <laughs> um, and I don't know if it'd be Philadelphia, but historically somebody comes out of the blue with my goodness. We didn't think they were going to even go in the first round. Yeah. Vegas, and, yeah. and then that throws somebody that through this time, there's enough good talent in the first round. Um, and, again, that could be a real help to Jacksonville and the Jets because they could get a first-round player with their second pick
1: yeah, or and, their,
2: their second-round pick.
1: Yeah, and Mel Kuyper said there's 45 players that he's got first-round talents, first-round grades on. Mm-hmm. Um, so there, there's a large number of people. You've got that top tier, I would say the top six, seven, eight players uh, in this draft, and then there's a little bit of a drop-off to the next level, but there's still first-level talent, 1st first, first-round talent. Uh, for sure. So that's going to be very interesting, uh, no doubt about it. Make sure you go and visit Blue Coolers. We've got the link for that in the comment sections uh, of this video. We also have them in the podcast notes as the podcast gets released later tonight. Uh, Those will be in there as well. Uh, Thank you for tuning in. Jimbo, thank you for the nice uh, shout out on there as well. Uh, 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 He says, watch out ESPN, Uh, Jim Jim Witten. I uh, said that, so y'all really informative, do a great job, thank you, thank you Jimmy for that, uh, Belly Up Sports uh, Media as well, putting some uh, some nice words in there for us, we appreciate it, we appreciate everybody tuning in, uh, Tuesday we'll come out with a new uh, Belly Up, not Belly Up, uh, the Sports Stove Podcast MMA edition, as we preview UFC 261, and so tune in Tuesday night, that'll be live at 730 On Tuesday evening, right here where you're watching this, YouTube, Facebook, or Twitter uh, will be there as well. Possibly a special guest uh, coming on. We've been texting with uh, Smiling Sam Alvey, who's going to join us at some point. We're not sure if it's going to work out for this week or not. uh, But him and his wife, McKee, will both be joining us on one of the MMA shows that we do. And then next week, we'll post the next uh, NFL Draft Preview episode as uh, well. Uh, there but please go to uh, blue coolers use the link that we provide for you that way they know that we sent you you can support our program as well as get a a phenomenal cooler uh there as well anything
2: else you want to add nope i think we're good again it's been great to be in the studio tonight and uh, the nfl draft is really going to be exciting um first round and really this is going to make the second and third rounds exciting. So definitely uh, from there. And of course, again, with having a lot of stuff to happen to be done virtual, not having uh, a combine, you know, things can go a, a lot of directions. So uh, it'll be good it and be good to look at next week and wrap things up, see where it looks like in the first round and um, go from there. As you're preparing
1: for the draft, uh, just a heads up on night two of the NFL draft. I'll be joining a special draft show on Belly Up Fantasies, uh, Twitter, Facebook pages, and uh, we, I'll be uh, helping as the first three picks are announced in the second round. I'll be there live uh, talking about those, previewing, reacting, all of that kind of stuff as well. A lot of good stuff is going to be on Belly Up Sports leading up to the draft. Go right now and find mock drafts, different articles. Uh, uh, different things like that uh, on there. Uh, of course, all kinds of other podcasts and things as well available on bellyupsports.com. And, uh, but do, do go visit Blue Coolers and let them know the Sports Stove sent you by using the link that we provide in the comments as well as in the podcast notes. Thank you so much for tuning in to tonight's edition of the Sports Stove Podcast. Dad, great having you in the studio and around uh, this week as we've got a big celebration Our church is celebrating seven years as a church, so Dad and Mom are able to come down this weekend and spend some time with us with that as well. Uh, But thank you so much for tuning in. Until next time, we'll see you around the sports stove.